welcome to the first official podcast episode of Foul Mouthed and Stereotyped with me, your host, the stereotype with the most, Wild Fra. So as you can tell by the title, there's going to be some swearing. I want you to know off the jump that there's going to be some foul language in this. You know, this is some green folk podcasting, but I just want you to be aware of it. I don't want, you know, it to become like some kind of nasty surprise where you think it's all, you know, we're all holding hands and it's kumbaya, my lord. I'm, you know, I'm going to swear. But don't worry, I'm not one of those people that, you know, every second word's fuck this, fuck that. that you know, those people that got to swear because they want to try and sound tough or because they want to try and sound cool. Nah, that ain't my style. Don't get me wrong, I do swear. But you ask anyone who knows me, they'll just be like, oh, it's just him trying to get his point across, put a little bit of emphasis on it, you know, a little bit of, little bit of seasoning on the sentence he's trying to say. That's just me. That's just what I'm doing. And speaking of me, I'm sure a lot of you don't even know who I am, which is fine, which is cool. That's what this is. It's, I'm going to about to, you know, give an introduction. My name is Wild Fra. I'm a YouTuber from the southwest suburbs of Sydney. I make ethnic comedy on YouTube. There's a lot of parodies on there, both music and sort of like sketch comedy, stuff like that, plus original ideas. Check it out if you've got the time. After this, you know, hit up youtube.com slash wildfra. Check it out. Let me know what you think. Leave a comment. Subscribe if you feel so inclined. But now the podcast. This whole podcast idea, man, I've been wanting to do a podcast for years, I swear to God. Two of my cousins and I, we were supposed to be doing a podcast like, Jesus Christ, I don't know what, 10 years ago, 8, 9 years ago, close enough to 10, Jesus Christ, splitting hairs. And you know, we, we got a few episodes up, but you know, or we recorded a few episodes, I don't think we actually hosted them anywhere, but unfortunately, it ended as soon as, as quickly, I should say, as it was starting, because... One cousin couldn't make it, then the other cousin couldn't make it, and before you knew it, it just became such a hassle to try and organize everything. But not me, though. I was focused. I was really keen on the idea. To be honest, it wasn't even my idea to begin with. One of the cousins, he comes up at a family function, he's like, hey, what if we did a podcast? Okay, you know what, man, that sounds like a pretty sick idea. Why don't we do it? And I was just focused. After that conversation, forget about it. That's all I could think about was us doing a podcast, but unfortunately, it died on the vine. It didn't pan out, but that doesn't matter new beginnings and all that kind of stuff. Here I am with a podcast. Hope you guys learn with me because I'm learning. I know jack shit about this thing, but I hope you guys stick around with me. I'd love for you guys to become my MVPs, most valuable paisani, and help me grow this podcast. Stick around. And I know what you're thinking. Hey, speaking of the podcast, Wildfrow, maybe if you shut the fuck up and actually got into it. So that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm about to get the fuck into the podcast. Let's do it. There's a few topics I want to talk about today, one being Nick Giannopoulos and how he's been trademarking the word wog and apparently been going after other ethnic comedians with cease and desist letters, telling them that they can no longer use that word. Also in the podcast today, going to be talking about The Irishman, the latest Martin Scorsese film that dropped on Netflix the other day, as well as, you know, just what I've been up to on my time off, just kicking back, relaxing, and what I've been getting up to. All that coming up on the Foul Mouth and Stereotype podcast. Yeah, so I don't know if you guys heard this or not, all that stuff that's going on with Nick Giannopoulos, it's going everywhere online. First of all, for those of you who aren't too sure who Nick Giannopoulos is, he's an Australian actor slash comedian who did a lot of stage shows, um, like called Wog Boy, Wog Boys, uh, Wog's Out of Work, Wog's In Work, stuff like that, Wogorama, all that kind of stuff. Had a TV show, Acropolis Now, which really put the spotlight on multicultural Australia. You know, back then there wasn't really a lot of representation for the ethnic 
citizen that lives in Australia, I guess you could say. But he's come under fire now lately because apparently he's trademarked the word WOG, which is a derogatory term for for people of ethnic origin and background, for those who don't know. But apparently he's going after a lot of these people saying that they can't use the word. He's claiming that he owns it. How can you own a slur, you stronzo? That's the dumbest fucking shit I've ever heard in my life. And I've heard some dumb fucking shit. And I've got to be honest with you, I'm not too crazy on the word wog, I don't know. It, it packs, there's a lot of emotion behind it. Don't get me wrong, I use other slurs against myself, like Dago, Guinea, Aitai, Greaseball, stuff like that. But I don't know, there's just something about that word that just, I don't know, there's too much history behind it. But, you know, the people that will use it in their comedy, I'm not going to stop them. Who am I to stop them? The fucking comedy police? Nah, nah, nah. Apparently that's now Nick Giannopoulos' job because he's going around saying he's trademarked it. I really don't understand. How the fuck you going to trademark a slur? Doesn't that word sort of belong to all of us, in a way? Like, you didn't come up with the word, bro. There was a newspaper article, right? And it's got photos. I swear to Christ, the photos that they used, they're just as old as his material. You know what I'm saying? Rather than come up with some new ideas, some new jokes and concepts to move with the times, all his jokes are the same. And I don't just mean like his jokes are the same as in like his old material from the fucking 90s and 80s. I'm talking like jokes that you've probably heard someone say at a bar. Like they're not even his jokes, some jokes that he tells. If they're not your jokes, how can you even say it? And now you're going to go and be the fucking comedy police? Tell people you got to change the name of your show because you've got the word wog in it? Bro, trademark the word wog boy, of course, because of the movie. And even as a quote from Nick himself in the newspaper article, it goes, My trademarks are wogs and wog boys. I don't own the word wog. Are you fucking serious? For the sake of an S at the end of it, you're going to let someone slide or not? Jesus Christ, bro. Own the word wog boy, of course, because you made the movie and stuff like that. But to trademark the slur itself. Jesus Christ, man, that's a little bit stupid, don't you think? I don't know. I just feel like rather than stepping on other comedians, we should be helping each other out, you know, unifying it. We're all trying to do the same thing, bring comedy out of the pain and stuff that we've we've experienced and stuff. And some of the stuff's funny. All stereotypes, there's a little bit of truth to it. I mean, hey, a lot of people say Italians, you know, they're always wearing gold chains and tracksuits and stuff like that. i got to tell you right now, I'm fucking wearing a Kappa tracksuit. I bought a new one just for the podcast. You can't even see me, but hey, I'm comfortable in it because some stereotypes ring true. So I don't understand how you can act like you're the only one that came up with the word. Not even your word to come up with. We're all called it. I don't know. I just think it's a little bit stupid to try and stomp down on other comedians that use the word and claim it for yourself rather than being active and proactive rather and making new material, doing new jokes coming up with new stuff. That's just me. That's just my thoughts on it. To be fair, even the Wog Boy, I don't know. And I was never crazy on the movie. It's like ethnic for like, what, the first 15 minutes? I know, controversial. This is going to be controversial, especially within the ethnic community. But I don't think the movie was that like, great compared to what everyone says. Because you know, it's what, ethnic for the first 15 minutes and then the rest of it, it talks about doll bludges and a fair gay and putting people... You know, putting people that are on the dole down. The fuck's that got to do with the ethnic element that you've, like, hooked everyone in with? Like I said, ethnic for the first five minutes. If it wasn't for the character Frank, played by Vince Colosimo, that was pretty much the only running ethnic theme of the whole movie. With little, little tiny bits of, like, 
other hints of ethnic or wog humor. Wog humor, if that's what you want to call it. I don't even know if I can say that. Can you say that anymore? Is that the umbrella that it falls under? Because you can't really say it no more because apparently it's trademarked and that word isn't for everyone. Jesus Christ. I'm going to drop another controversial bomb on you. I've never seen Acropolis now. Yep, I can hear you now, man. I can hear you now being like, man, how can you call yourself a stereotype and you haven't seen it? I just haven't. Don't get me wrong. I recently bought it. I mean, sure, it's still in the shrink wrap, but I'm just, I just need some time to watch it. Because there's like, what, how many seasons of it? I don't know. There's a couple of seasons in it. And that Effie, oof, I'm a nudge. She's a heartbreaker, that one. And she's genuinely funny. I love watching her comedy. I just don't understand what Nick's doing, really trying to suppress other comedians from using the word. It's like a badge of honor now. So, of course, people want to share their experiences with it, that they've dealt with it in the past and, you know, how people have called them that. I just want everyone to prosper, everyone to do their thing. Hey, we're all comedians at the end of the day. We just want to share some humor, share our point of view in a comedic way. I don't understand why we've got to try and stop one another. Oh, man, I don't even know what to make of it anymore, huh? Anyway, moving on, The Irishman, the latest Martin Scorsese film just hit Netflix, Manaj. You know how long I've been waiting for this movie? I never thought it was going to be made. There was always like the rumors, the talks about it. Oh, they're trying to get De Niro. They're going to try and get Pacino. They're going to try and get Pesci. All these talks and then, you know, of course, then it dies down. Then it comes back up. Then it simmers back down. You You just never know whether it's going to be made. It was coming out, what, two days ago now. And it was like on Netflix and it's saying, hey, it's going to drop today. But of course, it's going by America time. So I'm, I'm ahead of the curve. I'm just sitting there waiting like some kind of jerk off Googling, hey, what time is it going to be midnight in America? Because the moment it hits there, it's going to hit here. So of course, I got all my drinks, my snacks. I got myself situated because it's a long ass movie. Three and a half hours, man. Which, you know, isn't too bad because you're at your house. If you want to pause it, get a drink, go toilet, all that kind of good stuff, you can do it. But I would have loved to have seen this movie in the cinema. I just feel like it's been a long time since there's been like a really good gangster film at the cinema. Now, there's a little bit of mixed reviews. Not everyone's saying it lived up to the hype. I personally really enjoyed it. I've watched it twice, but I don't know if that's just because I'm a fan of all the people that are in it. Maybe that's the case, but... I don't think so. I think it's genuinely a good movie. Of course, for those of you who don't know, I'll break it down. It's talking about the Teamster union leader, Jimmy Hoffa, and his relation with the Italian mob and stuff like that. And of course, the Irishman played by Robert De Niro, because I don't know if you know this, Robert De Niro, he isn't full Italian. He's got Irish in him. In fact, he's more Irish than he actually is Italian. Did you know that? Nah, I bet you didn't know that. But here I am. I just don't talk shit. I also spit some facts, giving that real, real. So there, a little bit of something for you for you to mention. You know, I don't know if ever Robert De Niro comes up in your conversation. Hey, hey, did you know he's not fully Italian? He's like more Irish than Italian. People will be like, wow, this guy knows facts. This girl knows facts. I'll stop now by saying you're welcome. (laughs) Far out, how conceited. How conceited am I telling you something that you could probably just, you know, could have Googled, got the answer? You may have already known, and I'm acting like you're a friggin' idiot, but hey, if you knew, you knew. If you don't, now you do. But the Irishman, it was so great to see Pacino, De Niro, and Pesci in action once again. And it was also great to see Pesci 
in such a serious role. I always feel like, you know, he's a good actor, but he's always been given like those comedic roles, like in Lethal Weapon, Homer Lane. This isn't as comedic, especially like his role in Goodfellas. Especially that whole scene. Oh, you think I'm funny? I'm here to fucking amuse you like a clown. That whole scene, like that's funny. And he's a little bit more comical in that. Especially with that whole thing. Hey, spider, dance the fucking drink over. Bang, bang. And he shoots the gun. You know, that's funny. But this, it was deadly serious. And I highly recommend it if you're a fan of Martin Scorsese or any of the, the cast involved. When watching it, there was like a lot of people that I knew from other mob films. Shout out to Catherine Narducci from A Bronx Tale, which also starred Robert De Niro. She actually played Robert De Niro's wife in that. And she's also in The Sopranos, Charmaine Bucco, Adi Bucco's wife. So if you're a fan of mob films, I highly recommend you check out The Irishman. Especially if you've got like three and a half hours to fucking kill and you're like, God, Jesus Christ. Don't Netflix and chill this one. You're going to want to watch it. It's got interesting plot lines and characters and stuff like that. I will say this though, I kind of felt like you sort of needed to know a fair bit about Italian-American mob history because there was they'd, they'd mention names and you'd be like, who the fuck's that? They wouldn't necessarily show their plot line. You knew the history. You sort of know where they come into it, who they're connected to, what kind of turn and chain of events caused this, what caused that, what was the result of it, that kind of thing. Anyone who knows me, they'll know I'm, I'm a mad, mad mob buff. I've got heaps of books. If you follow me on Instagram, instagram.com slash wildfra, I have a thing called Mob Mondays where I'll share a book that I have from my collection that's to do with the mafia, be it in America, Italy, or even here in Australia. Italian organized crime is something I'm very interested in. And if you are too, highly recommend The Irishman. Out now on Netflix. Check it out. Now, I know not everyone has three hours to kill. That's a long time just to be doing nothing. I did fortunately, because I'm on holiday. Now, I don't mean holiday like I went away and did anything. Nah, I just stayed around the neighborhood, you know, caught up with people that I hadn't seen in a while, that kind of thing. Touch base, see how everyone's doing. And the moment people find out I'm on holiday, they should be like, hey, you should go away. You should go to one of these coastal towns. Take your mind off things. Just go to the coastal towns, the central coast, the north coast, whatever, south coast, just go. Nah, Miss me with that. There's nothing wrong with those towns, don't get me wrong, but I'm sticking out as a stereotype in those towns. I look like my cousin Vinny. You know, the movie with Jay Pesci, and he goes to that town to help his cousin get off the murder charge? Wrongfully accused, of course. But you know, he goes to help him. That's me, that's what I'm looking like. I'm sticking out, everyone's looking at me. They're like, everyone's wearing shorts and singlets. There I am, in my latest... Air Jordans wearing the best tracksuit. I got my fucking gold chains and rings on. That's just me. That's just me going to the beach. That's not even a joke. You ask anyone. Now, for real. Anytime we go to the beach, I gotta take a change of clothes because I'm not rocking up to the beach in my board shorts. Nah, that ain't me. That's not my style. I'm either coming in a tracksuit or I'm turning up in jeans. That's not even a joke. For real, for real. But anyways... I'm always sticking out in these towns and always it was nothing was more evident than us sticking out like years back we went as a family to Mudgee. Yeah, can you imagine a family of ethnics from the southwest part of Sydney going to Mudgee, that country town? Man, we stuck out like a sore thumb. And then we get there and there was this local Italian guy that everyone affectionately called Woggy. Man, that motherfucker was as ethnic as a McCain's pizza. 
No, I'm serious, man. Like this guy, there was like nothing ethnic about him. Maybe his surname had a vowel at the end of it. But you're going to tell me that's just what qualifies? That's just it? Bruh. What do you think you're doing? But I'm always sticking out in those towns. And then I've never felt so self-aware as a stereotype than what I do in those towns. Because I'm like, man, I should have just done something to try and blend in. Oh, yeah, you blend. Just tried some shorts, maybe a singlet. Not as far as like a bintang singlet or nothing like that, but just a singlet at least. Something. Something to blend in, break the ice a bit. But nah, i got to walk around like an asshole in fucking jeans and sneakers and a jacket or my full tracksuit of whatever brand I packed because I'm a dickhead like that. But that's just how it is when I go to those towns. And there's nothing wrong with them. I love them. But I'm always just sticking out. I'm always drawing unnecessary, unintentional attention to myself. Well, that's just the way I feel anyway. Probably people there couldn't give a fuck. It was like, who's this kid? Okay, yeah, whatever, move on next. But in my head, it's all eyes on me. Like I'm Tupac. <laughs> Not that I'm saying that I'm Tupac, of course, but that's just the, the feeling I get. I don't know how to tell you all of this, and you're going to take it one or two ways. You're either going to be happy or incredibly pissed off, because this is the end of episode one of Found Mouth and Stereotype. But either way, I thank you from the bottom of my heart for checking it out, sticking around this long and seeing what I'm about. I appreciate that. You guys are the real MVP. You're the MVP for a reason. I'm not too sure when episode two is going to come out. Hey, I'm not going to bullshit you. I want you guys to be my ride or die, but hopefully it's soon. Hopefully I don't make you guys wait around for too long. But in the meantime, make sure you guys follow and like the podcast as well as follow me on instagram instagram.com slash wildfra as well as check out the videos on youtube at youtube.com slash wildfra this has been foul mouth and stereotype with your host who stereotyped the most me wildfra i'll catch you guys later you're the real mvp